Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hi, this is Matt. I'll be your host. And this is Allie. I'm your co-host. I'm Rislina, and I'll be tuning in on special features. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. This is Matt. Allie's here, and we have our special guest today. We have Rob Schwab and his wife, Valerie. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Welcome, welcome. So, Rob and Val. Why would we have Rob and Val on together? This is an interesting story. So I'm trying to figure that out myself. I know. Well, we figured you guys need a little, you know, date night to come and do the podcast here. So nice. So before we dig into the Rob and Val story, tell us just a little bit about Rob and how you came to be a part of Oxford. So uh, I grew up in uh, Middletown, Ohio, Uh, went to Dayton for undergrad and then ended up down at Mount St. Joe for uh, PT school, which I was able to meet. Matt down there. He did a few uh, classes and taught us down there. Um, but I really got into PT because in college I blew my knee out. So I had a, uh, I had to go through a lot of physical therapy at that time. And I had a great relationship with my PT at that time. And that kind of spun me into a different pathway than I thought I was going to go. So I've never done therapy in Middletown though, Rob. Never done therapy. I'm up just there. kidding. <laughs> Actually, my therapy was, uh, it was in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Cool. Yes. Cool. I actually remember Rob's first interview. Oh. Yep. When he came to our Florence office. With the company? Yeah, the original Florence office. Ken yeah. and I met Rob. You uh-huh. guys, our listeners remember Ken from the last episode. We dove into, uh, you know, the quality we look for when we hire people. And uh, as Rob said, I actually knew Rob, Rob and Val, from my days adjuncting faculty over at Mount St. Joe. And, uh, yeah, Rob was cream of the crop. He was uh, right out of the gate, knew he'd be a great partner for us. Are you just saying that because he's right here? No, there was this other PT vow. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) When it didn't work out with her, no, no, I'm just kidding. But no, no, uh, right right away at the interview, uh, those of you listeners who have met Rob, he's got a great following of patients, but definitely people person, got the, uh, you know, intangible skills uh, we look for and super happy to have him on our team and so take them through a little bit of the history of your time at Oxford and kind of what, you know, how you've moved through different roles. Yeah, so uh, interesting that interview actually came about because a friend of ours that was in our PT school did a rotation with you guys, I want to say at the original Hyde Park office. Probably. And Jim. And he, he enjoyed his time here, but decided to kind of go a different direction. So he let me know that you guys were looking. So as he was doing that, he enjoyed his time. And so I just said, I decided I would apply for it. Yeah. So luckily got the job. Um, actually started a day after my birthday that year in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Happy Gosh. birthday. Yeah. 11 years what ago. What a special <laughs> gift. <laughs> was a special gift to start working and get a paycheck. <laughs> um, so I started uh, in our Mason location, the original Mason location, which was over in the uh, LA... Urban Active. Yeah, urban it was in, in Deerfield. Yep. It was the old Urban Active area for any of the patients who might remember that office. Yep. Um, and then was able to help to move that office to the original or the second location right now in Mason. And along the pathway there, uh, the manager at the time, him and I worked very closely together. And him and I looked at trying to become 
kind of a bigger part of the company. Um, and that's where we were able to kind of open up our Mainville location. And that happened in uh, 2014. Yeah, for for those um, listening, what Rob's referencing being a bigger part of the company is being a partner in the company. So um, Rob has ownership in the Mainville office and um, all of the joys and uh, successes that come with ownership. Right, Rob? That's right. He's laughing. Especially, I can see through his mask. Especially right now through this 2020 <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, as we've referenced before, uh, you know, 2020 and the pandemic brought unique set of challenges for uh, anyone owning, operating a small business and in the PT world, um, none the same. We were challenged as well. So. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So the Rob and Val story, how did Rob land such a lucky lady as Val? I would like to think of the opposite here, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, you tell the story. You want me to tell it? You want to tell it? You can tell it. Okay. So uh, Val and I did not know each other in undergrad. Growing up, didn't know each other. Um, we both decided to go to Mount St. Joe. Luckily, uh, I was a little slow in undergrad, so I had a little super senior year, which <laughs> put me a year behind starting PT school, which was when uh, Val would have started PT school. So her and I met each other the first day at Mount St. Joe. Awesome. Yep. We actually introduced ourselves in the elevator at UC when we were uh, getting our parking pass for um, Gross Anatomy. Gross we Anatomy. both We both forgot our tickets to have them validated to park. We were the only two in the class, um, which is very not like me. I don't forget things. It's like Rob, but it's not like me. So we forgot our tickets. I was embarrassed, and we took an elevator ride together, and that's when we met. And it's been history ever since. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was it. So um, Val, you do physical therapy as well, but a bit of a different kind of physical therapy. Yes. So I work in home care. Um, home care is where I go to different people's homes every day. So I have a, I work for an agency. They assign me visits and I call all my patients the night or a couple nights before and set up the days and times that I'll be there. Um, I see all different kinds of patients. So I see people that have had orthopedic surgeries. I see people that have, um, you know, had strokes. They might have Parkinson's disease. They might have had a hospitalization where they had pneumonia or something like that. Um, and these these kind of clients are different. They can't get to outpatient. So they are what's called homebound, meaning that it's a taxing effort to leave the house. So they either need assist from an assistive device or physical assist from a person to leave. So that's kind of what qualifies you um, to get home care versus outpatient. Now, a lot of my home care patients who have had acute orthopedic surgeries they do a couple weeks of home care and then once they're steady and they're able to get in the car they could then come to a place like oxford for their outpatient therapy to further their progress and use the equipment that you know the oxford outpatient clinics would have that we wouldn't be able to provide in the home gotcha gotcha so one of our missions um on the direct access to oxford (laughs) physical therapy podcast is to you know give our patients and listeners education across the board. So um, just let's dig in just a little bit more on the home health. So as you mentioned, there's some criteria. It's not like, hey, I'm having shoulder surgery or I sprained my knee and you know I'm just really busy. It's more convenient. Can I just have a therapist come to my house? Doesn't work that way, does it? Doesn't, it? Right, it doesn't work that way. So you have to have um, 
what they call the, the catchphrase is a taxing effort to leave the home. So it's got to take a lot of effort for you to get out of the home. Um, so typically it's somebody who might not be able to bear weight. They might need a walker. They might have 20 steps to get out of their home and it takes them an hour, which is an unreasonable amount of time to get out of the home. Um, so that's, that's kind of what home care is for is the people that really can't get out of their home. Um, there have been some changes during the pandemic. Uh, insurances have kind of looked the other way in some doctor's offices because there are those who are immunocompromised, um, you know, and more likely to contract COVID. So they, they're, they're able to be to get the home care right now rather than sure. coming to outpatient. So no one like me, like it does take me an hour to get out of the house, but like for a completely not for different your hair, reason. Yeah, right. For my hair, it's my not nails, for your or... outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's. I a mean, physical, it is taxing, but it's a physical <laughs> limitation. Thanks for clarifying that, because <laughs> uh, Allie's eyes were lighting up. She was ready to have yeah. a therapist come to her house tomorrow. Structure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, you mentioned that a lot of times um, home health can be maybe like a stepping stone or a part of the rehab process. So what are you typically looking for in patients to say, hey, you're ready to move on to outpatient and just educate our listeners, maybe if they have a loved one who may be a parent or someone that you know they are looking after, maybe they're getting ready to undergo a surgery. You know, we talked on previous episodes about total knee replacement. You know, what part does it play in home health and outpatient? How long maybe, you know, that process takes? Yeah, so typically my knee or hip patients, I see them for about two weeks at home. And the goals there are that they're able to, um, you know, get in and out of their bed easy. They can get up and down from any couch or chair in their house. They can do their steps to maybe access their garage or their, you know, first level where the car would be. We also work on car transfers to make sure that they, you know, have enough motion in their knee to get in and out of the car because sometimes that's hard right after surgery. So it takes a couple weeks to kind of get there and to feel comfortable um, going into an outpatient setting. So I'd say it's about two weeks on average that we'll see in the home. Um, And those visits are two or three times a week. So pretty comparable to what the outpatient would be. Right. And usually our patients, do they know exactly where they're going when they're done with home health or are they relying on you? Yeah, they kind of rely on us. So they ask us, you know, where's good? Where do you think is good? Or who do you know? Um, Because, you know, you build a relationship with those patients, even though it's just a two week time that you know them. And they do. They ask us for for references. Where And you say anybody but Rob, right? Right. Don't don't (laughs) see my husband. (laughs) Just kidding. She can't come home unless she sends patients to me. <laughs> She's on a quota system. Uh, we have met. It's been a lot of fun, actually. I've been in home care for six years now, and we have had a lot of joint patients, and it's been a lot of fun Yeah, um, going back and forth. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we highlight a lot on the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. There it is again, guys. That people have choices, mm-hmm. right? So this is just another, you know, option to educate people that if you've had home health or a loved one's having home health now or is going to have home health, that prior planning of, okay, they may be progressing from home health, maybe they're done, but more than likely they could be going to outpatient. So plan ahead and you have a choice in where you go. And do your research. Right, right. So you mentioned that you send some patients to, all kidding aside, you send them to Rob and you send them to Oxford. 
you ever see follow-up or hear feedback from those patients? Or what are some of the differences you see as a, you know, fellow therapist, if you can put your, you know, allegiance to Rob aside? (laughs) (laughs) What are, what are some of the uh, input you get or feedback you get? People, well, people like it when Rob and I work together as a team. And when I, you know, if they really like, like, you know, we build a good relationship. They love hearing my recommendation. They love that my husband's a therapist. Um, and like I said, we've we've met a lot of other husband and wife duos who might have both had knees, and mm-hmm. we've seen them over the years. So it is kind of fun hearing yeah. back from them. And they'll joke and say that I'm the A team and Rob's the B team. That's probably so that's probably like it, what it, it really is. That's <laughs> probably what it really is. But it it is fun for us. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we've had a handful of patients that we've treated a couple of times yeah. over the years um, and vice versa as well as the planning portion that you said. If we have any patients that are in the clinic and they just happen to mention that, hey, mom, dad, grandma, whoever it is, is having surgery and they've heard about home health or mm-hmm. home care, they don't know what it is. I always try to put them in contact with, with uh, her, their company, just so they can get some information because you don't want them to get to the end of home care and there'll be a week in between of no yeah you, they see the home care therapist and then they have a week and then they come to see us a week after a week and a half after there's a lot that can happen within that time and so we want to try to make sure that it's a smooth process i think that's a great point um you know planning so that there is no gap in that care because you know it sounds like val you're working hard to gain this mobility or gain the ability to get out of the house and then if you think oh my gosh, now you got a week off before you get started. So, you know, one of the things that I know is kind of at a cornerstone of our company is that we're going to get a new patient in, in the first day or two. And that's not always the case everywhere. So I would just put that in the list of things when you're shopping for physical therapy, especially outpatient is, you know, accessibility and how quickly can you get started? Because right. a lot of times that's crucial. Right. And, and I'll even help patients make those phone calls to help discharge plan and get them out of their home and get to outpatient the next level of care. That's always what we encourage. Awesome. So Rob, you've obviously, um, you know, uh, seen the company from the beginning and as a therapist and then, you know, decided to buy in and become a partner, um, little different pathway than some other folks. Like, you know, I know myself, my partnership started when we started with the company. So there was obviously had to be a point of time when you said there's something here. You know, there's something that I'm willing to invest my money into. So just describe that and process and, you know, what you kind of decision making you went through with that. Yeah. So I think, you know, at the beginning when I first got hired on, you know, I was excited. I just got graduated from PT school, not thinking about ownership or any of that. I just, sure. wanted, you know, at that point I needed a job. Right. Um, and I've always had heard good things about Oxford. So once I got into the system and in a sense kind of bought into kind of the way the Oxford way that's what kind of pushed me in the direction of there's something bigger here um you know you see patients with some different different injuries nothing like too complex and that you know they give you the history of I went to XPT place whatever it is and you just ask them about their care and sometimes it's a little frustrating when Mm -hmm. you feel like they weren't taken care of properly Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, I'm happy because now they're in our in our care. Right. So now we can kind of show them what we can do. So 
that uh, along the line, as I started seeing that and hearing those stories over and over, I knew that there was something that that could be done bigger picture wise. Yeah. So uh, when myself and the the, the manager, we kind of got together and thought, where is there a need? Where can we help people? Right. And that's where we figured out that Mainville would be a good location for that that office. Um, and it was also, you know, that I will say it probably wasn't the best time to open an office because our. <laughs> Our second son was born three months prior. <laughs> so there's, uh, for our listeners, um, hearing, two months prior. <laughs> hearing Rob's story, there's a consistent theme here. It seems like we all have offices opening when our kids are in diapers and <laughs> babies because, you know, Pete shared stories and I shared stories of my kids being in pack and plays while we're building things. And mm-hmm. so definitely, uh, you know, seems to be a, a consistent theme yeah. here. I mean, it's a, it, no matter when you do it, it's going to be stressful. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there's probably better times than others, but that was just kind of, it kind of just fell into that was kind of going to happen. And we just picked the time and then it happens. And then it's like, oh, life, life crap. doesn't stop. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, no our yeah. son JP was born. And so that put a little bit more stress on Val over here. Um, but, uh, you know, we got through it and everything, everything's going, going great right now. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, you know, we shared on these episodes kind of like, obviously you can't talk about current events without hitting COVID. And, um, I shared some of my thoughts and perspectives from the, you know, days in March and April and whatnot. Uh, I'd like to hear from you kind of, you know, what do you remember from those days and, and, you know, take our listeners back to what was, what was that Monday like when, you know, the company was dark? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I was just talking with our secretary next door a little bit about that minutes before we walked over here, because obviously with us Boeing here being uh, both of us being here, our sons are right next door. So we get them on the podcast. We get some stuff going, wouldn't we? That's going to be a lot of energy there. (laughs) (laughs) So it, it was a it was a crazy time because one we have no idea what's happening with our company right two our boys schools are shutting down right so i have no idea what we're doing like there like there was a lot of things happening at that time and you know i joke with my patients I, I, things are getting a lot better right now but some days it feels like groundhog day yeah like it feels like march all over again sure it just you know some it just you feel like you're stuck in a rut which, right right I think is okay because everybody's going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks, but yeah, it was a, I don't, I don't think I will forget that week or that day when me, you and the other partner sat in the clinic next door trying to figure out uh, what, are, what are we going to do? Yeah. Steps to take. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we came up with a great plan, but that was a, it was a dark period, like not knowing where any of this was going to head. Yeah. And if you were going to go to work the next day or not, you didn't know what, if you were yeah. going to come in, we didn't they like that clo- was, you were yeah. Closed. I yeah. Mean, yeah. No it one was, ever said don't come in. Yeah. yeah. And I think the feeling to me of just, uh, the uh, perceived to me was that we abandoned our patients. Obviously we, we didn't, we were calling them, we were reaching out to them. Yeah. But gosh, that just, I had that overwhelming feeling of guilt. Like, mm-hmm. man, these folks were in our office for help on Friday and they can't come in on Monday. Yeah. I was just like, we've never felt that before, mm-hmm. you know? So we've always been so um, open and accommodating and willing and wanting to help people. The answer's never been no, don't come in. It's always, yeah, come in, I'll help you. I'll do whatever I can. And I think by nature, our staff feels that way too. So. Absolutely, yeah. I and I think was, going back to that, just the guilt of not seeing them, but also like trying to come up with a plan for 
each one of our offices and yeah. trying to make sure that we are. I think the hard thing was picking and choosing because of the restrictions we had on what type of patients we could see. Right, right. Picking and choosing people on who we needed to call and tell them to come back in. Yeah. Because if I had my choice, obviously you would, you would call every one of them. Sure. So that I had some guilt with that because it's like, well, why, why should I call patient A and not call patient B? Right. Like what they both should be coming in. Correct. But we had some restrictions on that. So that was a little frustrating. And yeah, the, the guilt was, I mean that, yeah, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of want to get Val from you, just kind of the perspective. I know that you kind of touched on it earlier and what the restrictions look like today, but when you got to go back or are you back or? Yeah. So I have worked the whole time. Um, my company, and that was also another really scary thing. Rob was really upset because I mean, I still had to go to work. Um, and I saw patients that were COVID positive. Oh, wow. Um, and that was, you know, we didn't know anything. I mean, it was March. We didn't know what to, what people, right. you know, what personal protective equipment we were supposed to wear. Um, so at first it started out with, um, a certain, you know, the surgical mask. Now we are in gloves, a surgical mask and a face shield for every patient, regardless of your diagnosis. Um, and then if, if it's a COVID positive patient, I have a respirator that's been fitted to my face, oh, wow. and I have a gown, the shield, gloves, and shoe covers. So I look like I'm going to go cut somebody open. So a hazmat suit or Ghostbusters. Exactly. Either one. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been out in the community the whole time. Rob, we've been very fortunate. We've you know been careful and um, done what we're supposed to do as far as restrictions, and we haven't had any issues at home with being sick, which is great. But That's yeah, I've been in the, I've been in the trenches the whole time. Wow. We slowed down a little bit when elective surgery stopped, but then I still had those other patients to, on my caseload, just general debility. See, Rob, she really is the A-team. I really am. <laughs> That's what we learned today. <laughs> that's we might less, just, that's the lesson for the day. We might just have to call this episode interview with the A team and Rob. And Rob. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> so um obviously um, you know, here we are a number of years later and you know pandemic later. Pandemic later. Hopefully we're on on the cusp of seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, what What are the things that get you excited today about getting out of bed and coming to work at Oxford and being a part of the company? And, um, you know, what really drives your engine? So I think the fact that, uh, you know, working with the company for as long as I've been working with you, it's it. I know it's a great company. It's a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a we have good we have great people that come in and see us. The patients really drive us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know. And things are not, you know, with the pandemic right now, things are not normal. They're not great. But we do have a lot of patients who are still willing to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what we can do, our hands-on approach. We've done some of the telehealth through the computer stuff. But patients who have seen us in the past know what it, the worth of coming to see us and having us work on them. Mm-hmm. Um, that really drives me. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously family always drives me. Sure. The boys, I got pictures of them in the office. That's That drives me to do what I need to do at yeah. work and sure like their life has been turned upside down with school and all that stuff. So right. we try to do our best to provide some sort of normalcy with them that they, you know, we're kind of still coming and going. Right. Just like normal work, but they don't, they don't know the, the stresses of everything else that we're dealing with out through here. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know, the family drives me, but then the great patients that we work with, 
Like, you know, if we're, if we can't stay open, then where do they go? Right. Right. So, yeah, Tom and I have a saying, we like, we like to say that folks don't always know good therapy until they've had bad therapy. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for a lot of our patients, they've only come to us and, and write to us the whole time. Unfortunately for some, like you mentioned earlier, they went somewhere else and then found us and now want to come back and back and back. Yeah. And I think that's really cool that we have, um, you know, those sort of experiences. And the patients, they, I joke with a lot of them, they tend to always come back. They right. may, they may be possibly pushed another direction. Yeah. Um, but then eventually come back and you, I just hear, I, I didn't like it there. They weren't you guys. Yeah. Like, and, it's and music clear. to my ears. A lot of times, different diagnoses, so we are getting folks better. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> different things are happening for them. But yeah, I hear exactly. that a lot. That they, they, they weren't you guys. So naturally, I joke with them. It's like I can't believe you cheated on us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I constantly push that button the entire time I'm treating them. That's awesome. That's why Rob is the B team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to give a special shout out to Rob. Just. Um, He's kind of moved into a role to be assistant director of operations and has helped me a lot um, to take some things off of my plate and just help coordinate the company. One of our big missions is to continue to uh, not only deliver awesome care at our 14 clinics, but continue to grow. And in order to do that, you know, we got to be mining new opportunities. And Allie's always wanted me to record more podcast episodes <laughs> like this one and things like that. So, but no, special shout out and thank you to Rob and to Val his support system yeah that's right for being on this episode anything else you guys want to share with our listeners from the robin val story Where, did you think he was crazy for doing this he jumped head first right into being a partner with the company oh yeah i cried oh <laughs> if you want to know the real truth <laughs> well i was pregnant i mean right. that just was a really big shock i said why now you know and it was i mean things happen for a reason it all worked out it was fine it just was yeah it was very chaotic um, when we decided to jump in, I'm not a great planner, so he's not a good planner, right? <laughs> so that okay. it just kind of yeah, just start awesome. talking about work, becoming a partner, you get all revved up, yeah. and then it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, I'm super. It's it's really cool for me to see Rob and Val now, and seeing Rob and Val back as PT students, and you know, interviewing Rob, and so it's it's been a neat journey, and I'm just excited for the future. Uh, as we are too. Awesome. And hopefully 2021 is better than 2020. That's right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> well, to all our listeners, hope you enjoyed the episode and the interview with Rob and Val here. Keep those five-star ratings coming and send us any questions. We're still loving to do that listener question episode. Yeah, guys, if you have anything that you'd like to ask us and want us to answer on our podcast, we would love to do that. So send them on into our social media platforms um, and we, you might hear your question on air. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. Rob, Val, thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!